Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the wrestling universe. This is the RSMS podcast, the only podcast that gives you up to date million of anything wrestling, going from WWE, NXT, AEW, ROH, Impact. We cover all major companies. We even cover the little guys, such as West Coast Wrestling Connection, Major League Wrestling. I know there's other ones that we forgot because we covered so much. This is the big guy, Rich. On the other line, we have the mastermind, Sal. Yep. Hey, what's up, and guys? Unfortunately we're, unfortunately, we're only doing a two-man show because the night that runs the site and JL, unfortunately, had previous engagements that he can't miss. So, Nick, we're here for you. Uh, since we brought him up, Sal, would you like to explain what else he has besides doing this with us? Yes, yes. So, also on top of you know, of course, everybody knows it's there's one Nick Lopez. Nick, there's only one. So, of course, the Nick Lopez. He runs his own uh, like some website, of course, which is the uh, what you call it, the pro wrestling opinion. Like I said, of course, it's a great site of on top of fact. I always talk about stories of in top in terms of coverage. In terms of all your up-to-date news, you can go and de- definitely check that out. For sure, you get minute-by-minute, segment-by-segment coverage of all your different fa- favorite wrestling segments. And, you know, you're basically up-to-date. And we always have stories and stuff like that. And, of course, this is always a three-man show. So, this he puts the N in RSN, which spells out wrestling. So, we spell wrestling, of course. That's another tagline that we got. I'm starting to take tagline time, man. I'm hijacking your stuff. That's fine. That's fine. We got to share it. Yep. That's a fact. Well, I mean... It's, you know, for sure. Now, now, of course, this is our running the rope segment, which is a, probably our last one, I would say, out of the whole year, right? This is, yeah, pretty much the end well, of the year. More than likely, this will be the last one of the year. Last one of the year. So it's one of those things, again, where it's kind of like we talk about it all the time. We always build up for the next year. Oh, again, five year. years. Yeah. It's been five years since we've been doing this, and this thing is continually going. So it's one of those things, too, where it's just continually going to keep on kind of spiraling out, doing all this stuff and everything. So we have other stuff coming out. Of course, before we kind of go into our show today, we just got to announce we recently just got into an Amazon podcast. Again, think about it. Amazon. The same site you go for your Black Friday shopping, we're on there. So what is that? 35 different platforms? 35 now? different platforms, I guess. Yeah, it's like it keeps adding. There's more and more pod- like uh, different platforms that we keep showing up on. On independent platforms, big platforms, and again, now... We, we, last year around this time, I think we were on Spotify. We announced we are on Spotify. I think six months after that, we were on Apple Podcasts. Now, after a year, year and a half of being on Spotify and all those big platforms, Apple Podcasts, now we're on Amazon Podcasts. So, again, it's kind of one of those things, again, where you kind of look at it and say, to reach that level, to go to, to Amazon, that's a big name. I tried to do a search of different podcasts that are also on Amazon. There's big names. Renee's podcast is on there. The Sam Roberts podcast is on there. Jericho's podcast is on there. So we're among one of those podcasts that are actually in that category, which is crazy. If you think about it, it's like wild, man. After five years alone, five years with such a big following, that's crazy. To say we're we're being spoken under the same breath as these people, man, that's a big deal. Maybe because... 
for sure, definitely. You never know. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. You know, it's again we're continually expanding, breaking down doors, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff that you know we keep on adding on with. We're not breaking down. We're kicking those motherfuckers in. Kicking those motherfuckers in, indeed. Yep. So I mean, let's go straight into it with. Of course, we we haven't done a, a running the rope series in like a while. It's been what, almost since mid September, mid October. So a lot of stuff has happened since then. Um, what's the best way you think we should start? It's up to you. Take the lead. Well, I think one of the big talking points. Uh, let's talk. Well, one of the big things, of course, you know, of course, the whole COVID nineteen crisis still going on, stuff like that. They got uh, a whole bunch of releases. That happened early in the summer, I think. We talked about, I think they call it Black Tuesday or whatever it was. It was like a whole bunch of releases. Yeah. But I think one of the big shots. I remember. Yeah. But one of the, I think one of the most, and I think I just got to get this off my chest. The biggest shocker I think we all had, which we found out, of course, Selena? later on. Yeah. Selena, Selena fucking Vega. Selena fucking Vega. Think about that. That's, like, it's crazy. She, and this came out of the blue. Everybody's like, wow, what happened? Like, is it another cut? Is it because of spending, budgets? What? What is it? Next thing you know, we find out she got released because she spoke up. Oh, we know what? She fucking spoke up for everyone about the whole third party situation with Vince wanted everyone to delete their Twitch accounts and all that. Paige broke down on her final episode. Yeah. AJ kind of broke down, but you could tell he was. He was holding back his tears. It's but sad. It's sad, man. Lena's like, no, fuck you. This is where I'm making my money. Yeah. It's kind of sad when you look at it, and that kind of broke. That kind of broke it down. Like she, she worked mad hard for this. She was in TNA, of course, at a young age, and then she went all over the Indies and stuff like that. And now, you know, she was on the biggest company, biggest platform in the world, and now all of a sudden, you know, because of this little thing, third party bullshit, they're like, oh, we gotta get rid of her. Because she spoke up. What kind of shit is that? Like, it's so fucked up. At the same point, it's kind of like this. Like, it shows that Vince, of course, is being greedy. He wants to have a full control over his employees and stuff like that. Quote, unquote, he says they're free, they're independent contractors, which is bullshit. And then we kind of look at that and we just kind of say, what the fuck is this? Like, so you're going to go and control it? Basically, if you're an independent contractor, all you're trying to know is the company I work for, we deal with independent contractors for drivers. If you're an independent contractor, that means you have free range of doing whatever you want. You can accept the job, or you could deny it. But being the fact of a wrestler, independent, that doesn't make sense because they don't let you do anything you want. Yeah. But again, the company, such as. AEW Impact. Yes, they're independent contractors, yeah. but they also have the free range of working. In yeah. Give a shit. That's right. Yeah. It's one of those things. Again, it's frustrating in the fact that their language, in terms of what is a free, like a independent contractor. They don't specify that, of course, and they they always try to hold that 
you know, to themselves because they want to have a tighter grip on their talent and saying, okay, this is what you can do, this is what you can do because we said so. So, of course, the new band, of course... Which They're is, not an independent contractor. Yeah, which is crazy. And then she, supposedly she got fired because she made an OnlyFans account after this whole thing was said and addressed to the, yeah, to the staff. Real. It, yes, she has an OnlyFans account, but it's not what you think. Exactly, it's kind of like, yeah. Like video game shit. So it's not like, it's not the OnlyFans that you think it is. Yeah. Again, it kind of brings up, regardless of it, I think really one, one of the things is, is that, like, like if we're talking about, let's say, like, for example, China, or Sunny, Sunny um, uh, you know, what's her name? Tammy Sitch, right? They call it Tammy Sitch. They've made tapes and stuff like that. They've done adult videos and stuff like that. But, again, it's kind of like this. WWE looks like that, and they kind of get pissed. That's I understand. That's the reason. Because the fact that they're doing this, and it looks bad in WWE. This is a former wrestler. Now they're into this business, which is kind of, again doesn't have a really good connection with the fans of course they're gonna kind of go what the fuck is this like you know she was a she's a a freaking you know a wrestler now she's a fucking porn star like just like what the fuck and now you see this stuff going on like this is not even something like that it's just like small shit like this just for her to make some money just so that she can go ahead and you know have some money on the side which is kind of fucked up she has to support her three cats Support of three cats. I mean, on top of the fact, you got to think about, you know, WWE doesn't allow them to pay for their, their rooms, their their, fl- their flying accommodations, anything like that. They don't let them. think about it, where's her husband? Yeah. Just... When was the last time you saw her husband on TV? Exactly. And it kind of begs the question, like, what's what's really what's really happening behind the scenes? Are they waiting for his contract to be over? And then they kind of say, oh, okay, you know, we have nothing planned for you in creative. We're just going to go ahead and get rid of you. Because he even asked, can I go back to NXT? Yeah. And Vince I, said no. It's fucked up. Again, it's kind of like you're stripping these... And what, what really pissed me off is the fact that you're not only stripping their creative freedoms, you're also going ahead and stripping like their whole... like. And to be honest, yeah. if he was to go to NXT, yeah. and Selena was still in the company, yeah. there's only one match I want to see, to be honest. Well, two matches I want to see. I, I see. I see a couple matches I would like to see. Alistair and Zelina. Yeah. Versus Johnny and Candice. Yeah. Husband and wife versus husband and wife. Right. Alistair and Zelina versus Karrion Cross and Scarlet. Right. Which is, again, an indie dream because they kind of go, what the fuck? Like, these two should have competed in the indies. But, of course, and one to be honest, would be Alistair and Karrion, even yeah. if it's a one on one match, it would be fucking golden. Yeah. It would for sure. It's one of those things again where it's kind of like this these kind of matches can't happen, you know, because WWE has wants their way and that's it. That's the highway. So it's kind of one of those things that's very very frustrating and you kind of go only if it happened another way. And if, you and know, Garlic's not a bad wrestler as everyone says she is. She's not she's bad. Not. She's not. And it's kind of like like if you yes, look at she's beautiful eye candy. Yeah. But if, the girl can fucking wrestle. Exactly. And she, I mean if you look at her, she was a manager when she first started in. WWE had that mindset. They're like, "You know what? Well, NXT had that mindset. They're like, you know what? Let's make her a manager. But I bet eventually they're going to make her a wrestler. wrestler. Because same shit with the, like Zelina. She started out as a manager for like a while. And then it wasn't until probably this year where she got a shot. Yeah. And then this year she got a shot. And you got to think about it. About pay-per-view, two pay-per-views ago, she had a shot she at the title. She busted her ass. Yeah. She went really, really hard with this. And she did a really good job against that match in terms of the build-up and everything. And then, you know, all of a sudden... Just because it was one little isolated incident. She fucking fought Oscar three weeks in a row. Exactly. That's a big deal. 
And that's it's one of those things, again, you have the top program for the title, for the belt. What more can you say, man? This is like it took her three years to get her first shot. So if you're looking at Scarlett, I hope they don't do the same shit. But you know, it's kind of the same thing. If something like this happened, we kind of say, "Damn!" Only if she had done this sooner. Like going back to Zelina, it all started because Andrade got taken off TV. Yeah. For what reason? No one knows. Exactly. Allison gets taken off TV. For what reason? No one knows. Yeah. Zelina gets fired. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Supposedly they said they were trying to make an example out of her, which again is kind of like, it's a fucking shitty example. And again, it's it's really driving a lot of frustration in fans too. The worst like, example so far is Jackson, what's his name, Jackson Riker? Yeah, Jack, well, Jack, yeah, yeah, exactly. With Riker, there's a separate situation. Just because, because of his... One fucking statement he yeah, made. One little fucking statement based on a political kind of situation. And now he might be getting fired in the next round of cuts. It's the same shit. It's just, and he has a lot of talent. I can tell you, regardless of politics and all that shit, whatever your political values are, whatever, fuck that. At the end of the day, they should have, they should have pushed him like to the moon. He has a really good, like kind of mindset, character, everything. All three of them. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they just kind of just threw him under the bus. And again, we can all tell what's going to pan out with this. They're going to go ahead, sit home, collect a check, and then it's going to be like, oh, creative has nothing for you. Too bad. We're just fucked up. It's messed up, man. And again, and I can say right now, speaking as a, like, I used to watch Raw every night, whatever the case is, every Monday, SmackDown, everything. But now at this point, I'm kind of like, you know what? Especially with Vince and all the stuff that he's done, I don't want to support this anymore. I'm like, you know what? I'm ready to boycott this just for myself. So I haven't watched any Raws, any SmackDowns. Yeah. That's it. I mean, yeah, NXT is probably the exception. Probably one or two matches here and there. One of the things, like, I, I, when I usually watch AEW NXT, I watch it side by side, split screen. So I have it there, and I just watch both of them at the same time. And then whatever's interesting, I just mute the other show, and then watch the other stuff. So it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of like, it's a battle now. Especially with the fans. I know there's a lot of fans that can speak on this. This is like a competition now. They're kind of looking at WWE going, I don't want to watch this anymore. This is frustrating. And they kind of just shut the TV and that kind of stuff. I watched Raw, well, I think, was it? You, yeah. Well, me and you were talking before we went on the air. Yeah. We stopped after Selena got fired. Yeah. It's frustrating. why, here at RSN, we love her. Yeah, definitely. And it's one of those things, again, where it's kind of like, you know, it's 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 frustrating because they look at that. And then you kind of say, you know what? I don't want to support Vince. I don't want to support WWE because if they're doing that kind of shit, we don't want to support that. It's also the reputation. In the words of the great Philip. CM Punk Brooks. This company might be better when Vince McMahon dies. That's a fact. And they even said he's not going to step down. I understand Vince is like a, a work freak. He does. He has a big contribution in the business. But this is to the point where it's like... You got to yeah, stop. You got to stop. Exactly. You got to stop. You're like too much. Like it's just... Come on, man. You're really just trying to go ahead and frustrate people at the point. And it's kind of like, you know, you have no regard for what's, you know, what's really at play right there. You're really just going ahead and taking everything out of the equation and saying, this is how I want it. You're being stubborn. You're being an egomaniac. You're being your character, basically. That's what you're really doing. And I think he really wants that. It's like, oh, fuck it. I don't care. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you know honest, what? Yeah. The last time he was on TV, he looked like fucking death. He did, yeah. Especially now with this whole Pat Patterson kind of funeral. I was looking at that. He's looking more and more decrepit and more and more just like out of it. And it's to the point where it's like either he has dementia or he's just out of touch completely with everything. He's just All not he has in to it. do is one thing. Triple H. Paul. Here's the company. Take it. 
I don't think I don't. I, for me, even, look what look what Triple H is doing with NXT. To be honest, in the past four years, I want to say. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Look at all the talent he's brought in. Yeah. No, I agree with that. But then I, I think even the same thing. Whether they give it to Stephanie, whether they give it to whether they give it to Paul, whether they give it to anybody, I still think it's going to be the same shit because they have that vision. And this is not just a Vince problem. I think really it's just a WWE wide problem. So for me, I just like I totally stop. Like I don't, I don't buy no more shit from WWE Shop anymore. I usually buy tees and hoodies and all that stuff. Honest, I stop. I don't think so. Cause remember, what did Vince say? No independent darlings are gonna be in my company. Yeah. The minute Triple H gets somewhat control, yeah. Look who he brings in. That's true. Let's just run down the NXT roster from a few years ago. Yeah. Just let's start and do a couple names that Triple H signed. Yeah. Hideo Itami, who's now known as Kenta, back yeah. to his own name. That's right. Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, yeah. Adrian Neville. All for Undisputed Era. Yeah. Walter, Bobby Roode. Where are, the, where are all those guys from? Indies, yeah, you're right. Oh, wait, wait, we forgot the biggest independent name that he signed. Yeah. The phenomenal one. Yeah. Did anyone think AJ Styles was going to be in a WWE ring? No, no one did. That's true. But here's the thing. I think it's kind of like this with... Five years ago. So, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Five years ago, if I said, you know, we're going to see AJ Styles in a WWE ring sooner than we think. What would you have said five years ago? I would have said, said that to you yeah, when we were working true. together. It's true. It's bullshit. I know we said it was bullshit. It wasn't going to happen. But then it what did. What happened at Royal Rumble a couple years ago? Yeah. That happened. That's a fact. But then here's the thing. I think because it's Because of why? Yeah. Because of why? Because Triple H went out there and yeah. said, we're signing you. Yeah. But you then, don't even have to go through the developmental system. Yeah. Because you've been on the road with multiple companies for 20 years. Yeah. You could come straight to the main roster. Yeah. Which, again, we thought was unthinkable. And it's it's kind of crazy that he did and he ended up becoming that. But I think it's it's kind of like this, too. Like, if you look at what's... Uh, like, again, my, my argument is this. There's still some people that have heat with, with, with Triple H for certain reasons. But I think even then, it's still going to be the same thing. Like, I understand he, he signed all these people to NXT. He's trying to make an alternative brand... I think it's also just a matter of the timing. Because right now, of course, you got so much wrestling on TV. It's kind of like, again, and plus you got the big fat elephant across the river, which is or across the country, which is, of course, AEW. So I think it's also that's into their, they're, take, they're taking that into account, too. They're like, oh, shit, if we don't get it, it's more of a desperate move, I think, for them to sign all these indies at this point. Back then, it was kind of like a revolutionary move because it went, oh, shit, like this guy, you know, you're signing this guy, that's a big deal. But then we're really, really stupid is the fact that when these guys get called up, of course, Vince, what does he do with his toys? He takes it apart, throws it in the trash. Something that could have been built, he just goes up and just tosses it out. And that's probably the most frustrating part because we kind of go, of course, whenever somebody gets brought up, we're like, oh, I hope they don't do this and this and this to them. Of course, things like people like, uh, let's say, Matt Riddle, like Keith Lee that have been brought up, those are the exceptions, I would say. But beyond that, everybody else, you kind of say... Would you, would you say with the only exceptions? I would say the only exceptions. I mean, of course, you can talk about AJ, but AJ's already built and stuff like that. But I'm talking about, like, recently, yeah. right now, 
who was called up that's actually doing something. Rude is, is still in the tag team scene. He's still stuck there. If you look at, let's say, like Lashley, for example. Lashley came from Impact, and he made, like, a big, big, like, a, you know, like, noise in, uh, what you call, all the indies and stuff like that. And still, they're not giving him a shot. They had an opportunity to do Brock and Lashley. Didn't happen. He left well, the company now. What I'm saying is the Hurt Business is the best thing on the main roster right now. It is, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I, but I, I credit them with this. They're, they're coming out with some of some good factions and stuff like that. People kind of looked at it and said, nah, it's not going to work. And then it ended up working, which is crazy. People looked at even Firefly Funhouse and they're like, that shit isn't going to work. And now you look oh, at I it. I fucking love the Firefly Funhouse. It's crazy. It's a really good segment. There hasn't been one bad episode. Yeah. But I think it's just this is just because they're giving them the creative freedom to say, all right, you know, here, go ahead and do it. It doesn't matter if you did it in the indies. Cool. If it works here, we'll try it. That's the big thing. Like, if you see what's going on at MVP, they're about to give him a producer role. He ended up saying, you know what? I want to stay there. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. And then they said, no, no, we're going to keep you as a wrestler. But I, I, I guarantee you, they said, you know what? And he's doing fucking great. He's doing a great job, yeah. And they're going at, and I, I bet they said to them, yo, what do you really want? He's like, I want, I want creative freedom. Okay, here's what you can do. And they just gave him the book and said, just do it. Well, pretty soon, the Hurt Business is going to have three titles. I hope I hope it becomes like an evolution situation. Tag titles, U.S. title, world title. That's it. All full blown. So you see MVP getting the title? I hope. Again, it's kind of one of those things with Vince. You never know. If he sees something in that person, I wouldn't will. mind seeing Lashley hand the title over to MVP. Yeah. The U.S. title. Yeah. And then Lashley gets the title. Yeah, I think. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Would you say? Well, let me ask you this: Do you think that Lashley's overdue for a title run at this point? Yes, long but, overdue. But do you think he can handle it? Can he? Do you think it's, it'll be a situation yeah. where he gets a title and then he gets injured? No, maybe that's he's why he's gonna get the title. And he's gonna run with it. I hope. And again, it's kind of like I think they do. They have their reasons for why they don't do that. I think they're looking at him and saying, "What if he gets injured? What if this happens? What if that happens?" Lashley's proven it. He's been like a, a he's a really good athlete. He's super like he's great. You're a longtime wrestling fan, correct? Yeah. Since Lashley has been a wrestler. Yeah. Has he ever been injured? No, he's never been injured, no. Maybe a couple little minor ones here and there. Out for like a week or two, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But no long one, like another person who deserves the title. Yeah. He's not he's not like a Goldberg. Yeah, and and, and you mean I mean he's not like a Goldberg where he's very, very like uh Rough and you know he, he can go ahead and like you know he's he's hard to handle when he's handling people and stuff like that. He's not making people like you know super uh, you know injured. He's not stiff. He's not stiff when it comes to doing like moves and stuff like that. He's super like professional with it. He's able to go ahead and do moves on it and everything. You know, so it's kind of again the situation like the timing is always there. We talked about I think before the show we we're talking about Roman, the whole Roman storyline on SmackDown. Great story. Oh, I love the fucking yeah, head great. table. Right, I love you loved it. it. We loved it. I know we, we said we love that stuff, that angle. But again, it kind of brings up the fact that is it too late now? We said that shit, I and think, was another it? Another thing that me and you used to talk about when we worked together. Yeah. All we need is a heel Roman Reigns. Yeah. We said that way back in 2015, I, I, when I come to come to think of it. Like, we said that way back. Like, when, when the whole uh, shield broke up and everything, we were thinking, like, damn, okay, now it's going to be Usos and, and Roman, bloodline storyline. And it took them five years to do that, which, again, is, like, way past overdue. Where it's like, come on, man. You guys had an opportunity to do it when the timing was right. And, you know, now you decide to do it because you guys want to. It becomes, like, an ego thing. It's because WWE wants that. It's because Vince wants that right now. And that's why I think really where it's coming down to. Vince is just thinking about his ego. 
more than a company. He said in his words, the, nothing is more bigger than the company. He should live up to that too. You know? But all we needed was a fucking hero Roman. Yeah. I gotta say, it's a good it's a good angle. It's a really good way they're building it up. And again, what, what can we attribute that to? It's not the writers for sure, right? It's one specific person. One specific person. And that's his, uh... Future, Hall of Famer. That's how I like. To I forgot him. what his title is. Well, it's not. Yeah. It's the advocate of the one. Well, it used to be the one in the twenty-one and one. Yeah. Paul Heyman. Yeah. Well, why do you why do you think they're not referencing Brock at all now? Do you think they're trying to build it up that Brock's, Brock's going to come back and feud with Roman? I hope so. I mean, that would be good. Like again, again, it's kind of ironic. We saw that at WrestleMania 31. We saw it at WrestleMania 34. Both times we were like, nah, he's not ready. No, we don't want this match. And on 34, they shitted on the match. Brock didn't like it to the point where he threw the belt and chucked it straight at um at Vince's head. And now it we're seeing... An yeah, now, now, leading up to WrestleMania 37, everybody's like, damn, what if Brock came back? That's hard to think about. Like, holy shit. We, like, you know, and to be honest... Yeah. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind either. Like, you know, fuck it. If he's a part-timer, go ahead. Fine. Take the belt. It's cool. Well, if you remember, what in the first WrestleMania match they had, yeah. what freeze was starting? Suplex City, right? Yeah. Suplex City, bitch. Yeah. So, we can thank Roman Reigns for that, at least. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we give credit the to three this. Most, the three most catchiest words in WWE. Yeah, that's right. Blue. Suplex City, bitch. Suplex City, bitch. That's true. And it's kind of like, again, just one of those things oh, where... Speaking about that, Sal. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to inform the fans of what our podcast used to be called? When it was just me and you? Before they came along? That's true. That's true. So, pre-RSN, or I would say RSN's like infancy, it was originally we started as the S... It was a developmental. Developmental podcast. It was developmental podcast or developmental stages... It was the S. It was S. We only did what two episodes. Two episodes. That's it. And then we kind of. And then we got taken off YouTube. We we even had a logo, Suplex City. I gotta find that logo again. It was crazy, but you know. Then we got taken off YouTube for copyright. Yeah. Again, Suplex City because I guess PFV and Paul Heyman they don't want us using their song, which is like, come on, man. Which is fine. Yeah. We didn't care it was Paul. We we didn't care. Paul, we we love you. Yeah, Paul. We still. Support that, no problem. It's cool, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Again, you kind of look at this Remember, thing. He's, yeah. His father is a high-end New York City lawyer, so yeah. nah, we, we, we have no that. problem taking it nah, down. No, nah, nah. we got no problems with taking it out. No problem. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, again, it's one of those things. Again, where you look at it and kind of say, okay, you know what? After we that, laugh at it. Yeah, we laugh at it. It's what it is. You know, it's cool. And now. You see Ryerson where it's become right now after five years. So it's one of the things too. We talk about timing. I got to bring this up too. Winter is coming. AEW. This past week, I think it was. Did you watch it? Did you get a chance to see, to watch the whole show? I loved it. They had audience for the first time, I think, in a while, right? They never had it before. I think, statistic-wise, I think this was their second highest viewed show ever. That's crazy. And on top of the fact, I mean, they've finally brought in fans and, the, I mean, to a limited capacity, but it still adds a vibe to it, you know? And then, 
Of course, you look at anyway, it. Yeah. We got the fan. We got the fans back. We can start hearing the fans sing Judas again. Yeah, Judas. They they sing Judas. It's music to my ears. I love music, it. Yeah, I love it too. I love it when I I can't wait when they come to New York. When they do, we definitely gotta go. That's a oh, must. That for sure, we gotta go. And then you know, of course, we can sing along to Judas and stuff like that. MJF segment again. They had all this stuff with the whole inner circle. They had the whole um, what you call it. Uh, Again, with AEW, what I like is the fact that they build their storylines. Again, it has continuity. Factions, I know Vince doesn't like that, but it works in the sense. Why not? How do you tie everything together? What's the glue? Factions. So it's kind of one of those things. But then I think one of, the, yeah, one of the... Yeah, one of the big... You Yeah. You've got uh, Team Taz. Yeah. You have the Nightmare Family. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Inner Circle, obviously. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of different dynamics that work with that. I think that's great with that. And on top of the fact, they can build that time to time. I think we're always seeing like different things. And then, of course, fans as fans, we kind of look at that and kind of go, oh, I see what they're trying to do. Maybe they're trying to set up a program between MJF and Jericho. Something's going to happen. And then the next week, they're going ahead and singing together or something. We got to talk about that segment before we go into the oh, main the, reveal. The steak dinner? Yeah. That was... Again, it brings up Tony Khan. He's a producer, of course. But I think he's a genius, so I gotta, I gotta well, get him. brought that up. Yeah, we have. There's one more thing that was an amazing segment. Yeah. When after the week after MJF beat Jericho yeah. to join the inner circle. Yeah. He's doing his introduction. Yeah. Like his little speech. Mm-hmm. I I don't know who this Drake person is that Ortiz was speaking about. I know. Because that's how I remember MJF wrote those lyrics. Yeah, that's right. And leading up to that, the following week they went to Vegas. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Yeah. That was a really good segment, the way that they did that. And again, it's kind of like it brings a credit to the fact that, you know, when you look at Jericho and then you see like they made something that was. And again, they're calling this a Tony Award nominated performance. It could. You never know. Really? Yeah, which is, I mean, it's kind of surreal to think about. It's like, really? A wrestling segment becoming a Tony Award nominated segment? You know, you kind of look at it and kind of, yeah. Bro, it's 20, bro, it's 2020. Yeah. It's fucking possible. Anything can fucking happen, exactly. So, you know, you can believe it. You got it, fucking yeah. Leon Ruff, who's yeah. the North American champion in NXT. Exactly. Anything is possible. Anything's possible, exactly. And it's, again, kind of one of those things where it's kind of like, when you look at this segment, I like the way that they choreographed it. Again, it's the same thing where it's like, you know, it's not... This little nods to certain things, which is great. Of course, they brought up the whole Drake thing and stuff like that a week week later and all that stuff. They basically reenacted the hangover yeah. in 20 minutes. Exactly. And then also they, I mean, of course, you, you can't forget the plug for the bubbly. They did a great oh, job of I'm that. I'm happy they brought that back. They brought that back and then they kind of just, again. And they kept running with it. Yeah. They have a really good marketing strategy with that. I mean, on top of the fact, it's not just, okay, t- T-shirts and all that stuff and everything like that. They brought this in. Like, it took 20 years for WWE to release Undertaker Wine, but they had the bubbly, it's man. It Jericho less than a year? Less than a year. Come on, man. And he's an independent no person. Champagne. Yeah. No company. That's all from him, from his own pocket. Big deal. So it's kind of... Why? Because he's the demo god. Yeah. Drink it in. It's a fact. Again, it kind of brings up the fact that this is... Again, this is what happens when and you that's give... that's the thing with Jericho. Since... Yeah. Because you know how Vince doesn't really like putting people over? Yeah. Jericho. Let's run down a list of people he lost to in AEW. 
Yeah. Orange Cassidy. MJF. That's true. Jungle Boy. Yeah. Those three people right there, all yeah. under the age of 26. Yeah. Again, developing the next generation. It's not just about... He fucking yeah. made Marco Stunt a star. Yeah. Marco Stunt all, is all of what? Three feet tall? That's right. 12 pounds? Yeah. Jericho put him over. Yeah. Again, it brings up the fact this is, you know, it's not just, okay, let's just sign a multi-year deal and wrestle and appear. It's also about what you give back. So I think that's no, probably... No, let's do a rivalry. Have, us, have me and Orange Cassidy feud... Yeah. For over a month. Yeah. He wins a match. I win the second match. Yeah. We go to a third match. That's the right. Mimosa Mayhem match. That's right. You know what? Fuck it. Let's do a debate in between also. Yeah. Let's actually make Orange Cassidy a fucking intelligent person, which he actually is in real life. He is, yeah. And now look at him. He's fighting for the fucking diamond, uh, dynamite diamond ring. Yeah. Again, it's also bringing back that whole, you know, traditional wrestling kind of things and stuff like these little things. Like, you know, small tournaments, you know, stuff like that. WWE will kind of look at that and go, hey, that's too retro. That's too, you know, this. That's too that. But yet, they did the Dusty Rose Tassie Classic. They did yeah. the Cruiserweight Classic. But only at NXT the level. The Classic. Yeah. They but, did mm-hmm. the King of the Ring. Yeah. But only at a, I think, uh, that's the thing. With NXT, with WWE, it's kind of like... If we're going to do this, we have to test it out on a smaller product. And their smaller product, of course, is NXT. They're like, all right, let's test on NXT and see how it is. Like, with the In Your House special that happened. That happened. Big success. Everybody loved it. Kind of bringing back an old pay-per-view name. You know, and now I bet you WWE's going to be doing this probably in, in 2021. They're probably going to be doing another kind of show where it's like, oh, you know, here's, here's another pay-per-view. It's In Your House. WWE. I mean, they back. did freaking Halloween habit. Yeah, they did Halloween Havoc. As they, to be honest, they put the most perfect fucking person to host it. Yeah. The beautiful Shotzi Blackheart. That's right. I mean, here's the thing. with I, I kind of cringe at Shotzi, honestly. But then Why? I, yeah. What's wrong with her? It's the same. I have the same vibe with fucking Sasha, too. Like, the way Sasha talks about, you know, her, her being a fan. She's like, my God, I used to like love this, and it comes out comes out as fake. I'd be like, Nah, bro, like you're not. And nah, I listened to the what was it? Who Lily Garcia's podcast, Chasing oh. Glory. Oh really? She had Shashi Blackheart on last week. Really? Yes, I listened to other podcasts just to like, <laughs> even though we've been doing this for five years. Yeah. Me, Sal, Nick, I still listen to other podcasts just to like learn new things because even though we're five year vets yeah we still learn new things no matter what yeah, so that's a fact fans if you guys are looking to do podcasts I recommend listening to other podcasts by to be honest learn from the superstars themselves yeah the people listen actually to Taz, listen to Jericho yeah listen to Lillian Garcia yeah Renee Young's podcast is good that's right listen to them Pick up little things here and there. Yeah, that's a fact. But back back to what I was saying, I was listening to Lillian Garcia's podcast with Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah, she's a legit fan since she was like four years old. Really? She got into it because of her brothers. Really? So, I think that's what you said, Sal. But yeah. you're completely wrong. 
That's true. I mean, Shotzi is a legit diehard fan since she was like four years old. I believe that. Again, I believe that. But then some of the stuff is just really cringy. Like, I I know with the tank and stuff like that, it's cool. I love it. I love it too. It's cool. But then at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, that they, and then the whole Halloween Havoc thing. She kind of just totally she embraced just that. She fit perfect, though. Yeah, she, she is a she, perfect kid. She that. fit the role perfect to host it, though. Yeah. But then I feel like WWE, what they're going to try to do with that, and if you look at the trajectory, what they do with these kind of people, is they turn into a gimmick. So if she was ever to go to the main roster, I think Vince's vision would just probably be like, you know what? We're going to make her a gimmick. We're going to make her another boogeyman. We're going to make her, you know, another... That I can see. Yeah. It's, again, it's kind of like, come on, man. Really? It's just going to be a whole situation... And you look at Boogeyman, I get no offense to the Boogeyman gimmick. It's a great gimmick, but the wrestler behind it should have been big, too. And people look at that, like, what if he had a, a title? What if he was actually Marty Wright? Never happened. Well, his, never know. the thing with him, he had a lot of heat on him before he even became uh, on the main roster. Right. All because of one stupid little thing. Yeah. He lied about his age. Which is like, come on, man. And this guy... He was, what, 32? Yeah. But he put he was twenty seven or some shit. Yeah. He made himself a couple years younger. They found out he was older, so they gave him the boogeyman role, and, and he, he ate worms basically to put his character over. Again, think about it. What other person would do that? Was is Shotzi Blackheart that kind of person? She probably is. But then it kind of brings up the fact, like you know, if you look at what's the potential with that character, she's a great wrestler. I think she's a great character. In a sense, she, yeah, she is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, but then, but then if they if they go ahead and just start writing a script for her and a character, I don't think it's gonna work for her. It's gonna be like, come on, man, and then we're gonna be frustrated. It's like, why, why are they bother doing it this way? You know, it's like, come on. So that's where it's kind of like for me, it's kind of like with Shotzi, I can't, man, she, I can't. He has time to develop. Yeah, he already has. True, that's true, that's true. Well, I mean, even like, let's say AEW, for example. There's some stuff in AEW where it kind of cringes. It's kind of like, wait, they, they could actually do some of this better. Like, I, I understand now with all, like, you know, all the older heads would be like, nah, you know, they're, they're doing too much spot wrestling. There's some times where some of the wrestling comes off like that. And, you know, probably to a first time viewer, they kind of go, this is choreographed. They could tell, like, this is fucking fake. That's their first thought process in that. But again, it makes entertaining TV. Some of the spots I understand are really entertaining. Some of them, yeah, just come off too. It's not fake, exactly. That's the one thing, us wrestling fans. Yeah. We were defended to forever. Exactly, and again, it's kind of like this. We're not saying, wrestling yeah, isn't fake. exactly. It's and scripted. When it, yeah. It's choreographed. Yeah. But well, the injuries. Yeah. Are real. Exactly. I would just say, put yourself in the ring and see how it is, and then you can say if it's fake or not. And then on top of the fact, it's kind of like this, like you know, you can't. Uh, you know, you're just looking at it in terms of what you see, but then, you know, also look at what, what else is, is there to take advantage of. You know, they don't they don't take advantage of all this stuff. They don't think about all that stuff. They're just like, no, this is what they're doing. That's it. They're fake. And it's not like we're getting mad because of the fact that you're saying it's fake. It's not. We're just getting mad at the fact that you're not looking at it for what it really is. You're just going ahead and saying, okay, okay this is what yeah. it is. That's it. Russell's, yeah, Russell's fake. The injuries are fake. Really, go tell Karrion Cross. Exactly. He okay. fucking tore his shoulder off the fucking bone. Exactly. The match he won the NXT title. Yeah. Go tell him it's fake. Exactly. As a matter of fact, go talk. Go talk to to bigger, like you know, older people. Like let's say Fit Finley, for example. Talk to him. I tell him that it's fake. See what I see what he does. Talk to people like uh, I forgot what that guy. You know what? The, yeah. Call up the Iron Sheik. 
Call tell him it's fake. Exactly. Tell him that it's fake. See what happens. Yeah. Believe me. What do you say? I fuck you ass. Yeah. I make you humble. I break your back. Break your back. Fuck your ass. Make you humble. Exactly. That's a gimmick right there. But that's again. That's... <laughs> I don't think that's a gimmick. I guess. No, no. Like... That's 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 a shoot. That's a shoot with him. With him, it's a shoot, 100. percent But I think that's real life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's one thing. I mean, of course, with AEW. I mean, here's the thing with this. Of course, they make it like a shoot style, which is great. A lot of fans want that back. And they want their old fan base, basically. They want... And you got to think about it. TNT was the... What you call it, The network for which other promotion that competed with WWE? WCW. WCW. So think about this now. What if I told you the last time that they had a show was, what, 2001? Uh... October 21st, 2001 was the last episode of Raw. Uh, Nitro, sorry. That's, come on, man. That's crazy. October 2001. So what if I told you after 19 years on the same network, who would be showing up? Just a different night. That's it. So, of course, we're talking about... Just a different night. Yeah. Just instead of Mondays? Yeah. Fuck it. Let's do Wednesdays. Exactly. But then also, it's a different, of course, a different approach... They're trying to get back the, the whole fan one base. One thing I do give AEW, which yeah. they're fucking brilliant yeah. that they did, was they have a YouTube show on Tuesdays. Exactly. And then the national broadcasted show Wednesday. Yeah. And I mean, they're in talks to do a third show Yeah. just for, like... Yeah. People who are developed enough to be on TV. Yeah. But also should still be working with a developmental show on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. But again, they have their, these different kinds of partnerships. I mean, we'll talk about that in a few. But I think one of the big things that they did was a really big play. And I think a lot of people were talking about this. The internet was buzzing about this. So Sting recently made a comeback after 19 years on the same network that... There's, there's the promotion that he stayed on closed. And he was the last match on Nitro. Last ever. match, yeah. The last match on Nitro with Ric Flair. And, you know, you see him show up. And, I mean, this segment, I think when, I, when we saw those letters sting pop up, everybody marked out. I legit marked out. Like, I was in the middle of a workout watching. I was kind of like, oh, this is just going to be every other AEW. NXT, I literally shut down. I closed down NXT when I saw this. Got out from my workout, just stopped. And I was just looking. I was like, what the fuck? And you see him just going ahead and walking past each of the corners. You see all the different generations he's going. You see his arm. Him and arm have history. Then after he walks up to Dustin, you see it right now. Dustin, you know, just going ahead and giving that eye. Like, okay, I've seen you in TNA. Cody, of course, come on, man. The, the history with him and Cody, that's a I big deal. I watched you grow up from TV. Yeah, it's like, come on, now you're, you, I'm here right in the flesh. You were back with me. Yeah. And then he walks up. The last person that he goes ahead and just walks up to. This, I think everybody in the crowd... Four-year-old phenom Darby Allen. Darby fucking Allen. And him looking straight eye to eye. You could tell he had a tear in his eye, too. He's like, shit, is this fucking real? Like, and I think everybody's asking for this. Like, he, if you look at Darby Allen's gimmick, he stands in the rafters. He goes ahead and watches, you know, he, you know, has face paint. Him and Look what happened when he started the feud with Taz. Yeah. When it was... He came down and helped Cody. Yeah. Where was Darby? Sitting yeah. in the freaking seats. Yeah. Like a fan. Yeah. That whole unpredictability, that's all from Sting. And I think Which, that's one of the things, too. Listen, sorry, I had to cut you off. Yeah. 
I'm just plugging uh, Jericho's podcast. Yeah. Listen to the Jericho podcast with Darby Allen. Yeah. Fucking golden. Yeah, definitely. Which, by the way, since I brought up the plug, if you want to listen to our old episodes, or if you want to read about any old episode of Raw Nitro, WCW Thunder, yeah. go to ProWrestlingOpinion.com, which definitely. is run by Nicholas Jason Lopez. Definitely. He gives so, you segment-by-segment segment updates. You're basically reading every single match, which you could actually picture in your head. That's right. Uh, so, do you know what time it is? What time is it, man? <laughs> reading is fundamental. That's right. Reading about wrestling puts you over. Tagline, man. You're the best one to do it. That's why I can't hijack that. So, that's a fact. But definitely, I mean, of course, it's one of those things, again, if you're trying to look at one of the things, I always talk about the example when I'm in school and stuff, like when I was in school. Uh, it's story time. Yeah, I got I got to talk about this. I always talk about this all the time. I got, I got tagline time, you yeah. got story time. I got story time, exactly. It's, it's story time with Sal. Exactly. It's one of those things, again, if you're sitting in class or whatever the case is, you're bored. Kids don't listen. Yeah, kids, I, again, kids, I wouldn't recommend this. For this yeah. one. I wouldn't recommend this. If you're if you're going ahead and you have a hard class or whatever the case is, I wouldn't do that. So definitely stay. If you're under book. the age of seventeen, yeah. please do not listen to the next forty-five seconds to one minute. Definitely, definitely. And again, it's one of those things again where you're sitting in class, you're bored, you got nothing to do, you're sitting in there and you're kind of looking at and you're like, damn, I want to watch something. I want to you know go ahead and just take my mind off of this while this teacher's talking. So then, literally, what you do, you go ahead and you pop on the PWO. And basically, it's kind of like you're watching the whole show as it's going on, but you hear it in your head, you know, as you're daydreaming you're there, it. as you're reading it, word for word, as you kind of see it, each segment, you're kind of like, okay, this is what's going on. And then you can literally see the segment as it's going on in your head while you're daydreaming instead of listening to teacher, which you should be. Again, for the kids, you should listen to your teachers, stick in the books. Done. But then when you go home, you actually watch the same thing that you just read three hours exactly. ago. Exactly. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. Everything matched up. And everything is, you know, again, it's all there, and you kind of say, damn, man, I'm glad that I actually went on to PWO to see this, because now I actually can, you know, have a point of reference, rather than, oh, let me go ahead and pop this up on my computer in class, and then, meanwhile, the kid behind you is snitching. Or, you know, in this case, you go home, and you're like, what the fuck happened? I don't know what the hell happened. So, you pop on to PWO, you're up to date, take advantage of it, for sure. And while you're on PWO, you could listen to all our previous podcasts while you're on your way to work, on your way home from work, on your way to school, on your way home from school, going to visit your girlfriend, going to visit your boyfriend, whoever you're going to see, listening to on the bus, on the train, you could listen to us while you're reading old episodes of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, any takeovers, main roster shows, AEW, so you can multitask. You listen to our show, and you're reading old matches that you could watch later on in the future. That's right. So you're, you're literally banging two birds with one stone. Yep, that's a fact. Again, multitasking. Yeah, I just plugged yeah. PWO and I plugged RSN at the yep. same time. That's a fact. Now you're multitasking too, man. But, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, again, it's kind of one of those things where in this world, with a lot of stuff that's going on, you got to adapt. That's one of the ways you multitask. You got to multitask now. Especially now in today's world. It's not just video, it's audio, it's reading. There's a whole yeah. bunch of other mediums. For sure. 
but like one thing we can say about COVID, it has made family separate, friendships end, relationships end. Yeah. But it made the wrestling universe yeah. grow closer. That's a fact. Pretty valid, yeah. Valid statement there. It's a fact. It's kind of like, again, when you, when you look at all the wrestling that's there, it kind of gives you some time to kind of absorb and see all this stuff. If you weren't a fan or if you thought about being a fan or if you are a fan, you kind of get a better sense of appreciation of it amidst all the like, stuff that's going on. To be honest, since COVID started, I've met more wrestling fans on Facebook and Instagram yeah. in the last, what would you say, this has been going on, what, nine months now? How's COVID been going on, South? About nine months? What, nine months, yeah. Nine months, ten months, yeah. Within the last nine months, yeah. just on social media, I've met more wrestling fans than I ever have in the last 15 years. Yeah. And think about this, probably what? Some of them are really yeah. fucking intelligent. Like, they actually know all the shit that me, Sal, and Nick know. Yeah. And there's ones who you're like, what the fuck are you even saying? I know. We, like, we are have, you even a fan? Yeah. Again, we have those kind of fans, and we probably have a, a lot of interactions with that kind of stuff. But, you know, again, it's kind of like uh, this. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. We, we know. We know. Initials, yeah. JT. Yeah. Again, we know. Again, there's certain fans. It's not just one person. There's a whole bunch of fans that are like that. So again, it's mainly him, though. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I uh, know. There's, there's probably more. You, you never know. I mean, again, it's kind of like this. Three years ago, where would we have been? I think it was around this time, actually. Three years ago, we were sitting in final battle, watching at an indie event. You know. Oh, that was one of the best wrestling shows. One of the best, one of the best wrestling shows again to this day. So again, if if AEW ever comes over to you know to New York, that's a fact. That's the one thing we can say. Yeah. Me, Sal, and Nick witnessed War Machine. Yeah. Who's now known as what are they called? The Viking Raiders. The Viking Raiders uh, yeah. I lost track. Yeah. I lost track of how many times yeah. they fucking changed their name. There's exactly. no War Machine to me. Yeah. We witnessed War Machine's second to last match of Morrow Yeah. We watched. He's known as Damian Priest now. Yeah. We know him as Punchman Martinez. Yeah. Great fucking intro. Great fucking entrance he had, by the way. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. We witnessed one of the greatest matches Will Ospreay had in America. Yeah. Against Matt Taven. That's true. We went. We also witnessed a horrible match between Bubba Dudley, Tommy Dreamer versus the Briscoe Brothers. That's right. Fucking horrible match. Again, the, but there's still some great matches in that card. You talk about Dalton Castle. Oh, oh, I didn't even bring up what I thought was the match of the night, to be honest. Yeah. My opinion for match of the night, yeah. it was Hangman Page yeah. and the Bucks yeah. versus Flip Gordon. The best friends, I think. No, it was two um, talents from Mexico. Really? From Triple H? Tn and someone else. I forgot. Really? Great fucking match, by the way. Because yeah. Hangman Page was literally 45 feet away from us and he did a fucking moonsault off the third yeah. friggin' balance. Again, great acrobatic stuff. And then on top of the fact, I mean, I've never seen this in a single wrestling event where the fans, again, that's one of the things, too, I think we always look at. Before the event, during the event, after the event. 
We all know how the, the fans were. was after. Oh, man. The best was after. The best was after for sure. Oh, my 34th God. Street. 34th Street, guys running down with streamers. And then next thing you know what happens, he gets super kicked. Head knocked off by another fan. Come tell you, man. Fans obviously, it was, obviously, he sold it. It was perfect. But yeah. it was great. Yeah, definitely. It was a great, again, it's, it's again a great way for wrestling fans to... Go ahead and connect. Why? Yeah. It was independent wrestling. Exactly. Independent wrestling, and on top of the fact, how close are yeah. how close are we to Kazarian and Daniels? How close are we? We were fucking yeah, right there. Like we, they were literally three feet away from three us. Three feet away from them, just looking at them, like holy shit, these are the guys that. Me, had, yeah. me and Sal legit spoke to them. Yeah. We legit said we're big fans of you. Yeah. That was wild. And then on top of the fact, it's kind of like, you know, you see all these names, you see all these fans, again, having a good time. Because guess what? You go to a WWE event, you're not going to see the superstars, only in the ring. Nope, you're not. We went to our ROH event, which was Final Battle. Yeah. They were in the friggin' lobby selling merchandise. That's right. They were downstairs taking pictures with fans. Right, right. Again, because it's big why? Event. Yeah. Yes, they're not getting paid that much yeah. by ROH. Right. So they got to sell merchandise to make their money. Yeah. But they are doing this because they need the money to support their families. That's right. So every dollar you give to an independent company buying their merchandise, it's act, you actually know where it's going. Exactly. And again, it's kind of like this with the fans. Again, it's trying to connect everybody. It's one of the things. I think compared to any other kind of event with, with the main, main roster of WWE, there's no kind of connection like with the fan base. Like the fans there, fans on TV, you know, fans hearing stuff, you never see that. So this is like the, you know, where, where you kind of see that stuff actually playing out, which is very rare to see. We were there and of course we saw grannies, like old grannies, you know, they were reacting to some of the stuff and we're like, what the fuck? Like, that's how wide this base goes. Like there's kids, there's everybody. You don't see that in WWE show. WWE show you probably yeah, see. Yeah, that annoying ass person. Yeah. But sit the fuck down. Sit the fuck down, exactly. An Italian okay. shirt. Yeah. It was some guy bringing his bitch, and his bitch was just acting like a dumb asshole. Like, okay, whatever. You know, let me just go ahead and act like an asshole. Which is like, okay, you know, you see that in WWE shows, too. I've seen that in WWE shows all the time, where, where, where yeah, fucking people do that. that always happens. It always happens. But, again, it's kind of like this. With this, it's, it's, it's more of a better atmosphere, because you actually see the stuff. You're actually there up close, and it's a better thing, a better feel. Whereas in oh, WWE... Oh, yeah, and we saw an Eddie Guerrero tribute in yeah. the Marty Scroll and Jay Lethal match. That's right. Jay Lee, that map, that Sal, you can vouch for this one. Yeah. How loud was the arena yeah. when that happened? That's right. They were really loud. Real loud. Again, with the pop and everything. I know everybody want like, they wish for those days to come back. Where we can actually go into stadiums and arenas and, you know, you have the fans reacting. Where you're sitting on top of each other, but yeah. we didn't care because we're wrestling fans. We didn't care, exactly. It was like, whatever. But, again, it was a great atmosphere because at the same time you see that and then, you know, the whole fan base can react to that. And of course, you see all this kind of stuff where it's going on, where you know all this, you know, you, it's it's just those little things, like you know when they announce somebody and it's like it's for one fall, if it's a one fall, you know when they do a one two three, one two, ah, oh, everybody's you know gets one two unison, sweet, sweet, exactly, yeah, things like that, like that was like the you know again we looked at those kind of things and you know we kind of wish for that, but then also it's kind of the things where you kind of say when you go to a wrestling show, it's more about connecting with the fan base, that's one of the things. With this fan and base, that's the difference between a WWE event and yeah. a ROH event. Yeah. 
Well, we got to talk about this, though. Probably an AEW event. Yeah. That's probably completely different because... Yeah. AEW and ROH, you're there for the entertainment. Exactly. Well, we got to talk about this. I think we got to end off with this. So, of course, we saw Kenny Omega win the AEW title. He won the belt. Don Callis. Great fucking match, by the way. Great fucking match. Great fucking match between him and... Sixty. That went full sixty minutes. That was a really good match. And on, on top of the fact, again, you look at that whole program, and then the big talking point in the beginning of the match. Oh, Don Callis is sitting there. He's an Impact Wrestling executive. Hey, why would they mention Impact Wrestling? Isn't that a competitor? And you kind of think like, wait. Oh, what's by going the on way, here? that's that's the difference between an AEW show yeah. and WWE. Exactly. If you listen to what uh, I think Shivani was saying, it. Yeah. If this match happens to go over 60 minutes, you will not see us change whatever's on TV next. We will go until this match ends. Exactly. What happens at 11.05 on Monday nights? Yeah. They just go off and that's it. Except for Friday Night Smackdown because that's on Fox and 10 o'clock the news has to be on. So that's different. Yeah. Again, it's just their commitment to the fan base, which is great. Right. Yeah, but then also delivering. That's what I like about it. And on top of the fact, they're very transparent. It's not just like, okay, let's just put this aside and that's it. And I love the picture in picture. Yeah. But again, they have that. I love the picture in picture. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's one thing, though, with this. So now, this whole thing with Don Callis on commentary, he comes out, controversial fashion, kind of like a screw job. I think a lot of people were saying this is just basically another screw job. He comes out, they come back, you know, and everything, and then he has a segment where he's just talking, and then they're like, oh, you know, gets into a car. And they're saying, oh, you know, what do, what do you have to say about this? Come on Tuesday night, and you'll see it. And everybody's like, wait, what? What do you mean? Like, isn't it on Wednesday? Yeah. Dynamite's on Wednesday. What the fuck are you talking about? And the next Impact thing you know, Wrestling, yeah. Kenny Omega. Yeah. Which, again, was speculated over and over. People saying, damn, this guy's going to go to Impact. Didn't happen. He went to AEW, and then people were like, oh, that's, that's probably dead. He's not going to Impact. But the, th- the thing now that he's going to impact is kind of like, so they really have a partnership now. But what do you, what do you thoughts about this? You were talking yeah. about this earlier. Yeah. It's going to be more than just impact. Yeah. Because impact is coexistent with New Japan, yeah. who coexists with ROH. Yeah. Again, I think one of the big right, things... You're yeah. getting three companies working with AEW at one time. Yeah. I think we can both agree on this. When it comes to that, like where there's mingling with other companies or there's like a partnership... There's kind of like a fusion, like a diffusion between brands and stuff like that. It's great. Like, we look at Survivor Series, for example. We see Raw and SmackDown. We like that. NXT, great. Even better. But then we're oh, talking we about... Yeah. We fucking lost our shit when NXT was involved last year. Yeah, that was a big... And it was probably one... I'd say that's probably one of the best Survivor Series at that time, I think, even till now. But, you know, when you look at stuff like this now at a global scale, where it's not just, like, brand to brand within the companies, now it's actually, like... Companies like you have MLW out there, you have Impact working together, you got a New Japan AAA like, working we together. We probably see the Good Brothers versus the Young Bucks. That's again another dream match. And again, we always said, when are these guys going to go to AEW? We always said, oh, you know, they'll probably stay at Impact and then they'll end up going to AEW. We might see that sooner. Again, that prospect. We could, see, we could possibly see Mike Bennett and Matt Taven versus the Young Bucks. Think about that. That's a freaking wild. You know, like, think about, like, let's say, like, Heath Slater. He, he just came out to Impact. He might show up in AEW. 
It's a great thing. This, I can't even look see, at those. Now you can say dream matches could actually happen. Yeah. You talk about EC3. EC3. He was in, he's in Impact right now. You know, now we he's... Can see, yeah. Yeah, we can see EC3 versus Brian Cage. I'm just throwing a name out. That's crazy. And it's kind of like, again, these guys had these kind of... Uh, and there was some, some talent that are in AEW that have had history with Impact. But now you get to see them in this kind of fashion where they can kind of co-compete and stuff like that. Where it's kind of like, you know, now it's just coexisting of, okay, this is what's going to happen now. So it's kind of one of those things I think. My dream tag team match? Yeah. I want to see Private Party first in the Motor City Machine Guns. That's a fact, yeah, definitely. Private Party. I think that would be a great match. For sure. Again, I would say, if anything, with this whole partnership, why not bring in the House House of Glory into this too? Like, House of Glory, MLW, like, bring these promotions into it too, you know? Have like a mega, you know, have like a. We can see Moose versus Brian Cage. Yeah, which is again another big dream match. That would be a hard hit match. Yeah. It brings up the fact that, again, this is one of those things where it's a great thing for the companies individually, but I think it's the same thing as a great thing for wrestling fans because they go, there's so much other things that the they can battle, do. Though. The battle with the Cowboys. Hangman Page versus James Storm. Yeah. Brings up against so many different match matchup or matchup, uh, you know, candidates and stuff like that. And I think Darby Allen versus TJP. Yeah. What do you think? That'd be great. Well, let me ask you this with this last thing. So, with this whole thing with Impact and AEW, where do you see this going? Do you feel like they're going to be doing this week to week? Do you feel like it's just going to be like a one-off and then that's it? I think it could possibly be a long-term thing. Yeah, it could be. I mean, what we've seen, like what Impact has done with these kind of relationships, and they've severed some of these relationships, especially with AEW. They've done some of these things too where they had a partnership, but I think we can talk about earlier this year. Eight, what they had a AEW had a big partnership with New Japan. The problem was, of course, that Moxley has the U.S. title, and it's still a controversial kind of topic now. He was supposed to wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom, and I think a bunch but of other did. events. Yeah, he did. But then now, especially now with Wrestle Kingdom coming again, they want him to wrestle there. But Tony Khan specifically said he's like, no, he's not gonna wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom. So then they kind of think, well, we're in the same position that we were last year. He had the title, he can't drop it. He's with AEW. He has other prior engagements, and they kind of, they kind of threw New Japan under the bus, which is kind of like, wow. Now we can't see people like Tanahashi or Okada or Hiroshima in AEW, which it kind of brings up we the thing. Might be able to though, because remember, someone attacked Moxley. Yeah, they, it can happen. A lot of people, a lot of people speculating it was Kenta, which would be big if that is. Oh my God. And on top of the fact, it's kind of like this, like, what if we can even see, like, a Bullet Club, you know, new Bullet Club versus old Bullet Club. Imagine that, all the different promotions, like, for one night where they have, like, a segment, the new Bullet Club that's in Japan now, facing, oh, you know, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, if they had, oh, oh, my God, if that ever happened. Everyone who listens to this knows how much of a Jay White yeah. fan I am. Exactly. I fucking love Jay White. If you look at Bullet Club, they had different eras, of course. I think they had the whole... And, had, yeah. and my boy, Tama Tonga. Yeah. Love him. That's can't my forget boy. That. We got, we can't forget that. I mean, imagine, Tama Tonga... I, I spoke to him on Instagram, remember? Yeah. I actually was on live with him. That was my boy. Yeah. That's a fact. But again, it brings up the fact that like, this is one of those things where it's like, you know, again, they have this potential to do this stuff. Like, And we talked about it before we went on live right now, that, that some of these people are executives now. 
and other companies. Like Bullet Club is all over. Bullet Club is worldwide. That's not like a slogan that you put on a T-shirt. There's it's at least worldwide. one person. There's at least one person. Yeah. In every company. Yeah. That's affiliated with Bullet Club. That's right. We have obviously the Bullet Club in New Japan. Yeah. We got the EVPs of AEW. That's former right. Former Bullet Club members. That's right. The head writer of ROH. Yeah. Marty Scurll. That's right. The Good Brothers and Impact. Right. Main roster WWE. You have AJ. Right. And NXT. You have Finn Balor. You have Adam Cole. Yeah. And I was reading about this within the last two days. Yeah. Cody Hall, who's the son of Scott Hall. Yeah. Signed to MLW, who was part of the Bullet Club. And again, that's a great thing because now there's more diversity, there's more potential. And again, when you look at it, it's again allowing for more wrestling and more wrestling related programs, great future matchups. Again, 100%. Yeah. Again, it begs the question why isn't WWE doing this? And again, their excuse might be we don't need that. We're good. We're a global brand. It's true. They are a global brand. They already did themselves, but only if we had that. You know? But, yeah. I mean, they to what they know. That's it. Yeah. That's they a fact. Like to expand their horizons. Yeah. I think eventually they might have to do that. And I think Triple H has some stuff, has some choice words for that whole AEW and Impact partnership. They kind of said that's kind of bullshit. Like, okay, you're just going to have this match kind of happen. You know, it's going to have this kind of uh, partnership. Then they said, oh, it could go work one way, it could work another way. He kind of threw a little dig at it, which is kind of like, again, he's kind of thinking, like, that still doesn't mean shit. Like, okay, just because they, they, they partnered up doesn't mean jack to us. So, it doesn't mean jack, but yet they're fucking raping you in the viewers. Ratings, yeah, they're killing you in the ratings, which is like, again, that should be a problem. This week, I think the viewer was 950,000 yeah. to 615,000. That's crazy, man. That's almost, it means something. Yeah, that's like forty percent of your your fan base is basically going to the other show now. And especially if this does happen, where it's not just Impact, it's other companies affiliated. Yeah, you're gonna see millions every week now. Yeah, and it's it's basically it's basically Vince's worst nightmare coming to fruition now. Just to be honest, who really fucking has access TV? That's true. Not a lot of people. Especially those so court- you yes, could pretty. actually put Impact Wrestling on Dynamite? Yeah. Because everyone has TNT. Yeah. You're going to see millions every week. Yeah. You never know. I think it's also, again, it's kind of like an exodus of some of the talent. Whoever is the best in Impact, send them over to AEW. The Good Brothers. Not even Mediocres. Yeah, but then it's also like even like the booking teams, the executives. I mean, I don't like Scott D more, but I like the fact that he tries to think a little different in terms of red booking wrestling and stuff like that. So you know, why not bring yeah, him on? Yeah, from I heard, Impact's yeah. actually been really good in the past year. Yeah, it's a fact. Yeah, and we haven't watched it. We've, we've ragged on them. I mean, of course, we ragged on them in the past in the podcast. But I, I think, actually, it's, yeah, actually, I'm lying. I actually haven't watched Impact because if you're a fan of the show. Sal, who's my favorite female wrestler in the world? Diana, right? Your wife. Isn't she? Yep. 
Especially after, especially after that whole thing happened with uh, Marty. Oh, hell yeah, right? That's my baby. That's a fact. Love you, Diana. Yeah. Love you. That's a fact. But yeah, I mean... I'm knockout champ. Yeah, that's a fact. Again, beyond that, of course, you know, there's, again, it's a wide world of wrestling. There's a lot of stuff. And of course, you know, you got to keep up with it. Uh, again... Yeah. We could put, they could have Deanna Perrazzo against uh, Shida. That's a fact. Never know. Again, there's so many different dream matches that can happen. And we're not talking about dream matches with old wrestlers from the 90s and 2000s. Now it's starting to become more like younger talent, you know, other kind of matches, matches that have never happened before. It's one of those things. Dream matches, matches you never happen. thought would happen. Yeah, dream matches that you never thought would happen. Dream matches that you never thought... You know, that, that you're expecting. That never happened oh, that before. Will, that match will never happen. Yeah. So, again, yeah. Oh, guess it, what? It might happen in the next couple months. Yeah. Hell, next year. 2021 is a big year, of course. A lot of things can happen. So. Yep. Six-year anniversary for us. Six-year anniversary, and definitely we're going to keep going from here. But, again, like I said, we're also on a lot of podcasts. So, of course, you know, if you're trying to hear us, you can definitely hear us out on all the different platforms. We're on Spotify. We're basically on everything but podcast. Basically everything. Everything where you could wherever you can find a podcast, we're there. Spotify, Google Podcasts, you're talking about, you know, Apple Podcasts, all kinds of stuff and stuff like that. And recently Android Podcasts. We're on iHeartRadio Podcast Network. And recently we're off also of course now on Amazon Podcasts. So Amazon is a podcast network. It's under Audible. So if you go ahead and check us out there, you can basically see all our other old shows. The whole RTRs are shoots when we used to do shoots. You can see all the different topics that we had. You know, best wrestlers. You know, you know, you could talk about all this stuff, best and worst. You know, moments stuff like that. You could talk about you know, women's wrestling. All kinds of our old podcasts and stuff like that. Also on YouTube, Instagram, we're killing it. Also there, we got you know, of course, Rich has his like I said, his picks every single week. Basically, wrestling superstar of the week. Superstar of the week. So definitely check that out. PWO. Of course, Nick runs the PWO Pro Wrestling Opinion. Definitely can check that out as well. Great, great, again, kind of coverage that he has, minute to minute, segment by segment. We always talk about it all the time. So that's one of the things, too. And, of course, you can always check us out on Facebook and, you know, all these other, other kind of social media pa- platforms as well. But, yeah. Twitter, Instagram. Twitter, for sure, Facebook, as well. Facebook, yeah. YouTube. That's right. And, again, we're, cons- we're consistently growing. So, definitely, like I said, again, you can definitely support us by subscribing, liking, commenting, sharing. All that stuff. And, yeah. And the next time you will be hearing us, we will be doing our annual Slamalamis. Slamalamis, indeed, yep. It's going to be a big one. So this is fifth year we've been doing it? Fourth five year, years. Fifth year? Five years. This is five years so far. For the well, actually, well, actually, we had it. Yeah, so we had one in 2015. 16, 17, 18, 19. This will be 20. So this is actually our sixth, I think. Damn. It's wild. So, again, you got to think about six years of doing this stuff. Definitely check it out. You know, we have our old one set up also on YouTube, so you can check that out as well. But, well, again, just for the newer fans, yeah. we're going to give you a brief rundown of what exactly the Slam Lambies are, and then we're going to wrap it up. Yep. Basically, if you remember a couple years ago, the WWE had the Slammy Awards, yep. where it's Wrestler of the Year, Female Wrestler of the Year, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We do that, but we have a spin on it. We have Superstar of the Year, which is the male. We have Female Superstar of the Year, Tag Team of the Year, OMG yep. Moment, Bosch of the Year, 
promotion, breakout star, top prospect. And as of last year, I created a new category, which Sal and Nick both approved. Mm-hmm. Performer of the year, which is either a male, a right. female, or a tag team. That's right. Who, basically, whoever had the best year, in our opinion. That's right. But definitely, like I said, again, you can check out our old episode that we had on, uh, like I said, on we had a lot one last year for the 2019 year. And that was, uh, like I said, again, it's on YouTube. It's a full video kind of segment. We actually go ahead and show some of the footage. It's usually like, like, what, two hours long? Yeah. Give or take. We do the episode. The, the Slam Malamis is usually our longest episode of the year. That's right. Because there's so many categories, and we each explain why we chose that, that selection. Definitely. And again, you can check that out for sure on all of our platforms. So you can also listen to it, which is another big thing, too. So, again... You know, this and is the, the awesome. reason why we do Performer of the Year yeah. is because the companies now, they do intergender matches. Yeah. That's re- that's the reason behind the Performer of the Year. That's a fact. And we got a whole bunch of other categories too, so stay tuned for that as well. But again, this is the Arsene Wrestling Podcast. This is Sal, the S in that Arsene. We got Rich, the R in Arsene. See you guys out. Yep. Talk to you the next couple weeks with the Slam of Yep, see you guys out.